we're given three different positions of the moon in its lunar orbit. And considering the Earth-Sun system, we want to figure out what gravitational forces act on the moon at each position. So in order to do this, we're going to start by drawing a free body diagram. So we'll draw a free body diagram of the moon since we're interested in the forces that act on it. So the moon has the gravitational force attracting it towards the Earth, and we'll call that the force between the Earth and the moon. And it also has a gravitational force pulling it towards the sun, which we'll call force Earth-Sun. And until we calculate this, it may not be obvious which of these is larger. So I'll draw my vectors of arbitrary length. And then I'll calculate the magnitude of each of these forces. So the total force is going to be the sum of these. And because they're both pointing in the same direction, I can just add them up. And I know that the direction is going to point towards the Earth. Okay, so the force of gravity between any two objects is given by Newton's law of gravitation. That is g, the universal gravitational constant, times the product of the two masses, divided by the distance between them squared. And the direction of that is always attractive. So it's always towards the object that's pulling it in. Okay, So for the Earth-Moon gravitational force, that's a force that acts on the moon. So we need to use the mass of the moon. And it's caused by the Earth. So we'll use the mass of the Earth as the other object. And we'll use the distance between them, which I'll call R sub em, from the Earth to the moon. Now the force of gravity between the moon and the sun has the same form, except that instead of considering the mass of the Earth pulling on the moon, we consider the mass of the sun. I'll call that m sub s. And instead of using the distance from the Earth to the moon, we're going to use the distance from the moon to the sun. And that's approximately the same as the distance from the Earth to the sun. So I'm just going to go ahead and use the value from the Earth to the sun, which I can look up in table f in the back of the book. So these are the two forces that act on the moon. Because I know they both act in the same direction, I can just add up their magnitudes to get the total force. So the total force acting on this system is just the sum of these things. So I can factor out g times the mass of the moon, and then write this as the sum of me over rem squared plus ms over res squared. And you'll see that the ms over res term is this part. The mes over rem squared term comes from there. And the common gmm factor is this prefactor, which comes from here. Okay, So I can evaluate this. And using the table uh, in Appendix F in the back of the book, if I plug in all these values, I get 6.30 times 10 to the 20th newtons. And the direction, because this is a force, I have to consider the direction as well, is towards Earth. It's being pulled inwards.
Next, in part B, I'm going to do the same thing, except the moon's at a different position. And the effect that that has is it changes the relative direction of the force exerted by the Earth and that of the Sun. Now, when I draw these, these arrows on this diagram, it looks like that angle might be uh, something less than 90 degrees. But in fact, because this isn't drawn to scale, this distance between the Sun and the Earth is much, much greater than the distance from the Earth to the Moon. So in fact, it's so much greater that if I were to draw this to scale, the vector here that represents the force of the Sun acting on the Moon would basically be perpendicular to that of the Earth acting on the Moon. So I'll use that fact. I'll use the fact that those are at 90 degrees when I do their vector sum. Okay, so again, I know what the force of the Earth acting on the Moon is. That's g times mass of the Earth times mass of the Moon divided by the distance between them squared. And I know what the magnitude of the force of the Sun acting on the Moon is. That's g times mass of the Sun, mass of the Moon, divided by the distance between them squared. And again, I'm going to use the distance from the Earth to the Sun instead of the distance from the Moon to the Sun because they're approximately the same distance. And so if I know the magnitude of those two vectors, I can add them up vectorially. If I add up the force acting on the Moon from the Earth plus the force acting on the Moon from the Sun, I add up those vectors by aligning them tip to tail, and then I draw the hypotenuse of that triangle, and that's their vector sum. Okay, so I have to use the Pythagorean theorem to find out what that force is. So I'm going to call that the net force. So the net force is just the sum of the force from the Earth acting on the Moon and the force from the Sun acting on the Moon. And Using the Pythagorean Theorem, I get this expression. Um, I evaluated each of these terms in part A. Okay, so whatever values I got, I can plug in to my expression for the net force. And when I do that, I get a magnitude of 4.77 times 10 to the 20th newtons. However, this is a force. It's a vector. And so it has a direction as well, and I need to consider that direction. So I can see from my little diagram over here that if I want to describe that direction, I might describe it as this angle here between the force acting on the moon from the Earth and the net force. So if I do that, if I call that angle theta, then I can say that the tangent of theta is the opposite over adjacent. The opposite leg of that triangle is right here. It's the force from the Sun. So this is force from the Sun acting on the Moon. And the adjacent leg right here is the force from the Earth acting on the Moon. And so I can solve this for theta. It's the arctangent of the ratio of those two forces. So again, I can evaluate this, and I get a value of about 24.6 degrees, 
So I'll express my force as 4.77 times 10 to the 20 newtons at theta equals 24.6 degrees towards the sun relative to the Earth. Finally, in part C, I'm going to consider the case where the Earth and the Moon, or the Moon is between the Earth and the Sun, I should say. So in this case, the force of gravity from the Earth is pulling in the opposite direction as that from the Sun. And I expect the force from the Earth to be greater because I know that the Moon is in orbit around the Earth, not uh, falling in towards the sun or orbiting the sun primarily. Okay, so force from the Earth acting on the moon pulls up, and the force from the sun acting on the moon pulls down. So I've already evaluated those forces. In part A, the total force, or the net force, is going to be towards the Earth, and it's going to be the magnitude of the force from the Earth minus the magnitude of the force from the Sun acting on the Moon. And so when I evaluate that, I get 2.37 times 10 to the 20 Newtons. And that has a direction that's towards the Earth. So this is a vector. And I've expressed it as such.